Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro, Pro wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. Military Vets talking pro wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to the, the No Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Chair and Jay Tilly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, wrestling fans, and sports entertainment fans, welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. I am Jay Tilly. Man, we haven't talked in a minute about some wrestling. And, uh, you know, thank you to our internet provider and uh, getting us all situated. I have been in the dark ages, and man, I have wanted to hear what you thought about Backlash. Oh, man, I thought Backlash was a hell of a card. Uh, I had some some complaints, obviously. I mean, nothing's perfect unless it's AEW. Just kidding. <laughs> WWE fans, just kidding. Write that down. But, uh, you know, I, I, I thought the card was, uh, I mean... Uh, yeah, this card was really, really good, and there were definitely some uh, key moments that, like, well, hell, we'll just jump right into it, man. I thought the Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, had to be one of, the, not not only one of the best celebrity matches I've seen, but definitely seems to be one of the best, um, almost hardcore street fight matches. Like, I really dug that match. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I thought the way it started, you know, so the crowd was on like, you know, five when it started. So like, and what we didn't see before was they had some matches, some dark matches before they had a pre card and then they rolled right into the 
the regular card, every match, they kept getting louder and louder and louder. So the WWE has like 4 million followers. And um, I was listening to a, a podcast the other day. They were talking about like in relation to uh, Metallica and some of the other big groups who have between 1 and 4 million, 5 million followers. Bad Bunny has 47 million freaking followers. And it sounded like every single one of them <laughs> was in that stadium. And I, I don't, I don't know the total seating, but uh, the, the on the stadium information, it said that it could seat seventeen thousand eight hundred ninety-four. I think people were sharing some seats because it was freaking loud. The cameras were shaking, and I was like, "Dude, that is awesome!" Yeah, it was definitely a loud car, uh, loud crowd. I mean, even SmackDown the night before was yeah. amazingly loud. To the detriment of us poor Jacksonville people and the pitiful crowd we showed up on Raw with. But, uh, man, the emotion of the uh, Selena Vega-Rhea Ripley match was fantastic. Yeah, they, that was uh, great. They did a really good job. And, and I mean, of course, it was immer- emotional for her. She's home. But she, you know, got very upset and was... I just thought that was very powerful. And I love the match in general. Like, Rhea almost played with a little bit. And then was like, all right, I'm done. And just... Boom, ended it real quick. And I thought, that's the way to do it. Like, that's how you make a monster of a champion. You Did you feel like they missed a moment there with putting the belt on Selena no. for a couple weeks? No. No, no it would have been, it, it been a bad call if they'd have flipped it over to her. I think, uh, no offense to Selena Vega, but she is not, she's not ready to carry the belt yet. And, I mean, really, you don't even see her in the ring that much. She's usually just a valet. So, uh, I don't think it was... I don't think it was time to pull the. Uh, yes, I think it would have been a huge pop, but story wise, then then you make Ripley look not as strong. So, ba- so a little backstory: Zelina Vega is originally from New York. Her father passed away at the Twin Towers, um, unfortunately. And a couple years ago, the WWE ended up changing the card, so she was in the building, but she didn't wrestle. And she hasn't wrestled in New York since September 11th and um, since the original September 11th. So they, you know, not that any superstar is owed anything. I mean, AEW goes to the nines when uh, they were in Britsburg, when um, uh, Hangman won the title in Chesapeake, which is, you know, his stomping grounds. I just think what they could have done based on what they did last night on on uh, Raw, is they had Rhea in a squash match with um, Dana Brooke. And they could have done that same exact match. She comes out without her title. She's fired up, just upset. And she thumps um, Dana Brooke and, you know, then says, hey, I will see you on Friday night because Zelina's on Friday night. And that's the, you know, Friday night SmackDown title. She goes back, she wins the title, no harm, no foul, or Zelina comes out, she defends the title, Rhea comes out, thumps her, and says, I will see you next week, I that's my title, I'm getting it back. But just imagine the roar that they would have had, a quick, the most dangerous move in wrestling, the small package, she gets a roll up, one, two, three, slides out, she wins the title in front of, you know, where her, her family's originally from, I was like, man... That was a little bit of my AEW brain in my heart. And uh, I just think WWE, they messed up at WrestleMania. They had some questionable booking the way this, you know, these last couple of 
shows have gone, but you know, I think uh, Rhea looks super strong. Her gear was on point. That oh yeah, I love white the white gear. gear. And that was the thread throughout all of the all of the um, the night with Damian Priest. He was rocking the white gear, and he was wearing the gear that he wore when Bad Bunny and him uh, had a tag team match. I was like, ooh, little little something something there. So kudos to to them, you know, tying those things together, and you know. For what it for whatever it's worth, I think the that that match, the emotion, the love that that crowd gave Zelina was awesome. Yeah, yeah. The the entrance with the flag attached to her and and all that stuff was fantastic. That was uh, neat. yeah. They did a good job with that for sure. Uh, then the Bianca Biel Bel Air. Oh Yo my Sky. god! Holy cow, man! I told you, Dude. I told you that could be match of the night, and I think it man. was. I outside think outside of Bianca dropping. Uh, Dropping EO on her face. Oh my I gosh! Think, yeah, <laughs> I think that was fantastic. What'd you think about? What'd you think about EO getting the crowd? I loved it. Love and Bianca getting a little boo. And Bianca was a heel in NXT. So to be so honest like, with you, hmm. that's where I think they should have pulled the trigger for a title change. Even if they'd have done it on the fly, I think the response that EO was getting, I think pulling that trigger and giving her the title then. Would have been a lot because Bianca's broken the record. She's had it for the longest. It would have been okay to kind of flip it real quick. And that crowd would have blown up. Oh I love God, the yeah. fact that EO was getting the cheers. That was so cool. She deserves it. it. Was She's so good. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that um, EO came out second too. So I was like, hmm, why? And it like, maybe it meant nothing, but then it, but then did it mean nothing? Was it something? Was it just like some probing, hey, let's see where, what kind of response EO's going to get and that little like layback thing that she does. And I, yeah, I thought the entrances for all of the superstars were great, but Bad Bunny when his music hit, dude. That was probably one of the best entrances I've seen. Yes. I really enjoyed that entrance. Yeah, yeah and, I totally and even, agree. Even the stage for Backlash, I love the minimal... Like, like it wasn't a whole lot to it, but man, it was awesome. Like, it, it felt different. It felt different than the normal uh, Raw and SmackDown and all that. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, other stuff on the, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot much to talk about. The Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, Bronson Reed went exactly how I think you and I talked about it. Um, Seth Rollins almost, again, went exactly kind of how we thought it was going to go. I think it went a little longer than I expected, but uh, it wasn't. It wasn't a bad match. It just was like, Meh, okay. I mean, almost is kind of coming into his own with the big man style. So uh, it definitely, you know, he's getting better. Like I'm enjoying watching him a little bit. Do you think? Do you think this was a like? I read some stuff where they thought it was a a burial for almost. Yeah. No, he shined pretty well. I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought whoever, whatever's in their coffee, I want none of. Um, he was earning it. I thought he yeah. looked great. That curb stomp off the top row yeah just screams this guy is a monster and i gotta pull out all the stops uh yeah i d definitely don't see a burial i mean he he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with lesnar and put on a pretty decent match he just went toe-to-toe -to -toe with rollins and put on a pretty decent match so i don't no i did not see burial at all i uh i thought it was decent i thought to be honest with you i thought hmm i could see almost going over and trying to take on you know roman Put it, I mean, it obviously won't win, but at least give it'll be a nice little challenger for Roman, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I thought he looked great. I thought the um, the crowd response, I thought, was absolutely positive. And that crowd, when Cody's 
Whoa. When that hit, I thought, okay, this is this has been a great night. I love the Uno Dos Trace, Bad Bunny's entrance. It was all in all, man. I, I really thought it was a great night and kudos to the WWE for what they what they you know, the the show that they put on and kudos to San Juan too. Yeah, I so speaking of the Cody Brock match, what did you think of that match? So I wish so first off, I liked sort of the the tributes that Cody had kind of squeezed in there with uh Santino Morella um <laughs> with uh doing uh he had done the pedigree before he hit a cutter or a uh RKO, but I wish Cody would have been the one that busted Brock open, not the turnbuckle because then it would have been like damn Cody's pissed he's trying to get his but instead it looked like he lucked into it and we would later see the ramifications of that I do like that he won and the way he won sort of makes him credible in the sense that he's got wrestling skills but at at the same time it was like I don't I don't know the right word because it wasn't like a chicken shit move. It was just like he rolled him up. Brock thought he was going to tap. He got the three. Brock got a freaking standing ovation. And uh, but yeah, I, I, I thought the match was really good. I'm glad Cody got the win. I, I actually thought blood made sense in this match. And I think there's going to be a lot of blood at Night of Champions in uh. this match. Yeah, maybe. I mean, WWE was still saying it was an accident and it was the hard way, but uh, there's no way. But yeah, Brock's got his own rules, so it's yeah, whatever. exactly. And so does Cody. <laughs> but I, I yeah. disagree, man. I thought Cody did look like he had a chicken shit win. I, I didn't like. Okay. So I didn't like him attack. So he's the baby face, and he comes in and he's attacking like before the bell starts. So right there, I'm like, ah, come on, man. Like I understand you're mad, but at least let the bell ring and then take it outside and and do your power up. But he kind of attacked him right away. So it almost flipped the roles to where, like, I'm rooting for Brock now because he got jumped. All right, well, screw you, Cody. Like, Brock needs to get ahead. Like, now Brock's the underdog. You know, you're like, and and I didn't do that. But, I mean, psychology-wise, that's what you look at. Like, if it was your first time turning on WWE wrestling and you're watching this match, like, if we had somebody over that hadn't watched anymore and didn't know the backstory, they would look at it and go, oh, I guess that guy's the bad guy? Oh, no, actually, he's the good guy. Well, he's attacking that guy before the ring. So I thought that was kind of crappy. And then... I thought the ending made Brock look stupid, and I thought it made Cody look like a coward. So wow. how does Brock okay. no, not know that his shoulders are being pinned? Like, how does he not realize that he's pinned? The minute he rolled back and felt his shoulders and hears the referee counting, why wouldn't you let go of the hold? And it's not like Cody was tapping, and it's not like Cody... It wasn't like the screwy finish where you see Cody tapping or anything oh, like that. Oh, okay. Like, so it's like, why not just let go of the hold? Because now it, it's... It just didn't make sense that part of it. So I thought it made it made Brock look dumb, and then it made Cody look like, oh, I stole one. The way he pinned him and then runs out of the ring like he's scared of Brock again. And so I okay. thought that was yeah. kind of like I, I don't know. I just had an issue with the booking of the match, the match itself, the the duration of the match, and everything going on. I thought was perfect. I enjoyed it. I loved it. I thought they did a good job. I just the booking of the beginning, and the end wasn't for me. I didn't enjoy it, and and I thought it hurt both characters in my opinion. Wow. Yeah. That's. Uh... I mean, all of what you said, I, it totally makes sense. And with the, you know, them trying to build these characters to make them look stronger and stronger. And I, it, you know, we keep going back to the Attitude Era when The Rock was bigger than the WWE, Stone Cold was bigger than the WWE. And, you know, you've got Monday Night Raw with two huge baby faces, Cody and Seth Rollins. 
and then you have Roman Reigns over on on Friday night. It's I mean, it's a good problem to have, but if if you're going to mess up the storyline with like weird free agents and then wonky booking, I don't yeah, I I now that you're saying now that you're saying that, it doesn't change my beard rating, but what no, you're saying neither. what you're saying makes psychological wrestling psychology makes makes sense yeah yeah that that was my that was my issue with that but other than that i thought and, and then i guess the uzos and matt rule and uh owens and zane was it was okay i mean it kind of went exactly what we talked about i was surprised the usos got the win but i guess that's going to carry on to the story but you could definitely see the dissension in the ranks so i didn't really have a whole lot uh now that it's three days later to talk about on all that but we'll see what comes of it on uh on a friday night i guess Oh my goodness! It's going to be like, hey, Travel Chief, it's good to see you again. We haven't heard from you in a while. You you saw that win, right? You saw us get the win, and then you know we've heard Solo's voice twice now. Yep, and you know everybody did their part. They got the win, and now the tag team champions are over on Monday. But that doesn't really solve anything because they're still the tag champs. So they're going to be going. They're going to be bouncing shows. So I, yeah, it's, um, it'll be the fallout, I think is a good way to put it. And, you know, is what, like, what is Roman going to be like, well, a little too late, or you wouldn't have been able to do anything without, without solo. And then, or, you know, maybe he makes a comment about how solo performed and then solo gives him the, you know, the, the annoyé, uh, you know, stink eye, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the Samoan stink eye. But yeah, I I thought the the win was a huge surprise. I liked how everybody got their stuff in, and um, yeah, like we had talked about, like oh yeah, someone's gonna swerve somebody, and uh, Sammy and Kevin are gonna get the win. But that was not the case. Nope, nope. Yeah, I, I thought it was gonna go a little different, but that was all right. So, what was your overall beer rating for uh, Backlash? How'd so you, I gave it four. I gave it four and a half beards. Oh, and wow. Yeah. I thought this from the minute that drone hit and came in and showed the crowd and the, the like how live they were. And I don't know if drinks were free, but <laughs> man, by the middle of the show, um, we were talking at work and, uh, you know, we've we've exposed people. Don't make it weird to professional wrestling and sports entertainment. On a whole new level where we work. And when people start talking about it and we give them our like our two different versions, my WWE brain and your AEW brain, people are like, oh, dang, for real? And, you know, hearing other people's like, well, I'm not really sure, you know, because that didn't make I think to myself, okay, yeah, you know, that sort of is cool. But the card, the psychology of, you know, most of the matches, the, the card flow I was surprised that um, Seth Rollins and Omos went on second, and normally that's like an indictment. But man, that was a great match. The crowd was into it. The from the first match to the that damn Bad Money entrance, I thought they were going to run out of gas, and that crowd was all about it. It was a short pay per view too, um, in relation to most shows. But kudos to San Juan. Kudos to uh, all the producers of the matches. And uh, to the superstars, that phenomenal four and a half. Yeah, I went four. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't really add much to what you said. I, I thought the in ring action was really good. Um, uh, and I have to say that with the Papa H booking style, these premium live events don't rely on as much. Now WrestleMania did, but they had two nights to fill. But there's not as much fluff, I don't think, 
And I've noticed like Backlash, and I don't remember which one. It wasn't Royal Rumble. It was one of the other ones. Maybe, I don't remember. Maybe it was Money in the Bank or something. But it's just match, 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 match. There's not a whole lot of backstage stuff. There's not a whole lot of other stuff. And I appreciate that. And I think it's funny. I have a theory on why Raw crowds are so quiet. And I think Backlash kind of backs up some of the stuff I've been thinking about. And I think it has to do with the pacing of Raw. Um, because think about it if you're in, well, we can talk about when we get into raw, but yeah, I gave it four. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good stuff. Um, I'll talk about it now. We'll just keep going. But so, so transitioning from that into raw on, uh, on Monday night, we absolutely, I can attest to the fact that Jacksonville wrestling crowds can be very loud. I've been to several of them here in this, you know, in wrestling, uh, whether it's, you know, the, the WrestleCon match where there's 15 people there, we get pretty rambunctious and, AEW is loud. They'd make a lot of noise. That raw crowd was dead. And well, I mean, I don't think that. So they weren't dead the whole night. <coughs> Excuse me. They started off hot. I thought Cody's entrance, Seth's entrance, they started off really hot. And then it just kind of went. And then by the end of the night, they're just kind of golf clapping. And I was watching it and I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, man, like why? Well, then <clears throat> I started thinking of it as a TV viewer. I get up, I go get my popcorn and I got. I know when Raw starts, I have 45 minutes till I see the first match. Oh, okay. You know, and then after that match, which may be a squash that's over in 65 seconds, I think, was the Rhea match eventually. Like, I think, uh, okay, well, now I know I've got another 15 to 20 minutes before something else happens. And I think that hurts the live crowd for Raw because I think they got so up for Cody. I think if they would have rolled right into Cody, hey, let's get this title started. Boom, let's start the match right then. I think the crowd would have been up. I think then the Brock attack happens. You get legitimate booze. You don't have to pipe them in because now the crowd's into it. Then you will right into another match. And I just think that the fact that they take so many breaks between matches, I I, I would see myself sitting at that going, like, when are we going to get to some action? Like, I'm bored. Yeah. Whereas I think AEW kind of has the opposite problem. They give you too much. And then by the end, you're just like, oh, my God, I'm tired. Yay. Almost like, overwhelmed. Yeah. I'm, I'm worn out. So. Yeah. And, and I may be completely wrong, but. It's something I want to start looking at now because I'm going to be like, I'm curious, like, why these these U.S. crowds right now, when WWE's doing their rounds, are just dead. Like, you see them in the background, they're just sitting there watching, like, just watching it to watch it. And I, I, I'd be curious if they paced it differently as a live show instead of catering it to the television show, if it would make a difference. Yeah, that's interesting. I felt like I felt like the first hour of the show moved around, along really nice. The Cody. Almost saying AEW without saying AEW. Was, yeah, I thought that was really good. I thought good. that was really good. The the whoa, and then when he dropped that do ball, I was like, okay, okay. Um, the I liked the Imperium interaction. That to me was a good introduction to who and what Imperium is, and it allowed Kevin and Sammy to sort of use their, you know. Use their personality. Yeah. The the biggest curveball for me. His, his finger's still in my face. I can't yeah. talk. He's, he's standing is, right here. Is, I thought that was great. This, this is so annoying. And then he was talking. He's like, he's still standing here. Like, yeah, he's, so he's just standing there looking at me. <laughs> I thought that whole, I thought that was one of the best yeah. backstage. I loved it. I loved every yeah. second of it. Yeah. I thought it was really good. The big curveball for me, though, I was really surprised that Ali got the win over Otis. So that to me is something that they need to do with damage control and really start to sprinkle in, you know, what was what. Speaking about what was what, good golly, Miss Molly, 
what was going on with Bailey's gear? Woo! I thought I we were going to have up, a but bro, I thought damn. we were going to have a Mal Funk Shun. Wow, um, yeah, that's a lot of I trust in like, that. <laughs> There, I mean, yeah, yeah. God bless I, the seamstress on that one, because uh, there was a lot going on there. It's a shame that like I was so into the match, I didn't notice it during the match. I didn't notice it till like Twitter started blowing it up. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I noticed the yellow flags, like very safety patrol looking, and and the 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 little triangle she was wearing. I noticed that, but I man, the <laughs> yeah. The pants. I was like, "What the hell?" I was like, "All right, let's, let me tell you let's something, see Bobby. what's going on." <laughs> yeah, I was just tell you what, Bobby. Boys been in the tool shed hacking, but the <laughs> uh, so I thought I thought that was um, you know Otis going over or getting uh, getting beat by Ali, sort of sprinkling in. I like if they could have started that for damage control at Backlash. And then carried it over to Monday night. Um, I think that would have. Uh, I think that would have been a good start. And you know, turn. Uh, originally, I was like, yeah, you know, turn. You know, somebody turns on somebody, and then you know the other two go off alone. But then I was like, man, I think something should get screwed up, and then EO go off on her own because I think EO is ready to fly literally and uh dakota still needs still needs a little support and i don't know how she would do as a baby face um or if the or if everybody's ready to accept the hugger back or whatever the new creation of bailey would be but yeah yeah i, I think based on the reaction in puerto rico they're gonna turn eo face and have her maybe feud with uh with Bian- uh, not bianco with um uh bailey and and dakota kai a little bit and maybe make a feud there which will probably lead to a tag team match with Bianca and EO versus Bailey and Dakota, which will then turn into a, a rematch with Bailey and EO, you know, WWE booking 101. But I think that would be a good way to go. Yeah, I totally that, agree. That, that match think- was so good. That EO Sky, Bianca Belair. And man, we called was- it. Like I, I said, man, match of the night, and it sure as hell was. Yeah, and shout out to the wrestling addicts, too. Yeah. He called out Carlito's return, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, man. I, uh, I. I think I wanted it deep down inside, but I just, I had, nobody's heard, nobody's heard Carlito's name pop up. Um, but yeah, that, that was freaking, when his, uh, his music hit, I was like, wait a minute, I spit in the face and I was like, no, and everybody went nuts. Savio Vega, everybody went nuts. Oh yeah, that pop and then was insane. And when LWO came out, I thought, man, this is, this is, this is great booking and, you know, i you know, I'm talking out of both sides of my face here when I say, yeah, I don't like when they play to the crowd that much. Hey, this was, that was great. And uh, I, I hope this turns into something where Carlito comes back and he recently did an interview where as long as the deal is good, he's, uh, he's into it. He, you know, he'd come back in a heartbeat and he's been making the rounds on the, uh, you know, on the podcasts and socials and stuff. So we'll see what, uh, we'll see what comes of it, man. Yep. And then uh, with everybody coming out, that led to that really great line by Priest about um, uh, right before his match, how it took an island to beat him. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, And man, Priest selling, like limping to the ring and all that, uh, leading into that Raw match. And so speaking of Raw, it was a pretty good Raw. I mean, I the Cody promo is a Cody promo. They're always great. Cody always has really good promos. Um, And like you said, the AEW-ish shout out about, you know, this was his home during the pandemic. The Duval chant. Uh, I was curious how Jacksonville was going to take him because of the AEW roots here. Ah, okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was really curious whether he was going to get booed 
or not, but I think most people that go to the WWE match probably were WWE fans, like and just wrestling fans. So I, I mean, he's got cheer, but there was a little little part of me that was like, mm, I wonder how this is going to go down because this is technically AEW's hometown. Yeah, Vice Star is right across the way from Daily Center, and um, you know, you cross uh, you cross the street. You know, the parking lot. It's yeah, literally. literally the same <laughs> yeah. parking lot. But the uh, the yeah, the crowd was into it. The match was going and i think we had talked about it before just kind of like real quick in passing and it wasn't like booking 101 because like what i would have done in my wwe brain is i would have let cody win the match then brock comes out and decimates him then he shows up on smackdown decimates the crowd wins that match and goes cody i'll see you at night of champions i'm gonna i'm gonna crush your face look at my face Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And uh, I want to fight, and he, they would have still gotten the fight. But I will say that this plays right into his hard times, even though he should have won at WrestleMania, and will be, I think, this this will be a good match. And I said earlier, like I think blood is called for in with this with this next match. I don't know what the rules are in Saudi. Oh yeah. So I will I will let the wrestling gods take over on this one because I yeah, think they may this, not be allowed to. Yeah, and looking at how the card is going to play out, I mean, it's it's going to be a good one. And um, yeah, I don't think there's going to be anyone going home feeling bad and uh you know the folks on peacock yeah it's gonna be a good card yeah i agree so we had rollins win that first triple threat which i thought was a really good match i thought they did some pretty good stuff i uh my only thing is we all know rollins was gonna win it so that was my only meh. like i was disappointed in that but i do want to see nakamura and rollins in a program down the road uh, i think the two of them in a legit program probably for the title will be pretty good i think yeah and that that would be great for nakamura and it would be great international fans to say, oh, my goodness, we've got a real, you know, a world champion who's traveled all over, who's an international star instead of the homegrown. Right. You know, so, yeah, I think I think that would be that would be a good, uh, good thing. And like, do you think that Seth's character is sort of a play on Nakamura's character, like way he kind of comes out and dances and his entrance and yeah, it could be, could be. I don't really get Seth's character. So like, he's he's not a baby face, but he's not really a heel. I I just I don't understand. I don't understand his character. I haven't for a long time. I, is he the Joker? Is he 
Like, there's just something. I guess he's just Seth Rollins, which is fine. I just don't know. Like, there's to go from what he was in the Shield to what he was after the Shield to this character. Like, what transitioned? Like, what happened? I mean, did having a baby make him go crazy? Like, I don't, you know, or I guess she technically had the baby, but having a baby at home make him go crazy. I don't know what drove the the ha 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 he he he. I don't know, but yeah, it could be a little rift on it. Um, obviously he played. And especially in this match, did very good babyface work because it worked over his leg. Um, or no, that wasn't the main event. Never mind. They worked over his arm. Finn Balor worked over his arm. And uh, whew, that was a good match, too. Man, the in-ring on this Raw was fantastic. Uh, and I think there's something to the Cody effect. Like, the matches, in, and maybe it's just because I haven't been paying as much attention, but I feel like the wrestling on Raw and SmackDown has been getting better. Like, each week I watch it, I'm like, oh, man, these guys are getting good. Even uh, I was watching, well, like almost, he, he's a prime example, like from what he was doing to now and Dominic Mysterio in oh, his man. match, like I was supremely impressed. I was like, this is Dom Dom. Like he looked <laughs> really good against Austin Creed. Now Austin Creed, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Xavier Woods is very seasoned and experienced. So he could probably carry a match a little better, which helped. But this is about the third or fourth outing in a row now where I've been like, man, Dominic doesn't look horrible. Like, he actually looks pretty good. Yeah, it's not a case of just hiding him in a tag team match or making him come out and scream mommy. It mm. was, you know, he <laughs> he's, uh, yeah. So, um, so then Rhea Ripley has a match with Dana Brooke. Wow. It goes match. all of... <laughs> 62 seconds, yeah, I think it was. 62 seconds. Then she puts her, um, she puts her little whatever that lock, the down under. Yeah, that the, thing's pretty cool. You know, whatever it is. I was like, wow, that's that's violent. Puts it on again, and out comes Natalia. Ugh. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Now I I appreciate Natalia. I think you know she's a great, she's a good hand. Mm-hmm. You know, she's good for the locker room. She's good for the women's division. But like, I mean. Yeah, we need to make we need to make some of the women characters strong so when they're in a match it's not like a foregone conclusion. Oh, Rhea's going to win. Oh, Rhea's going to win. Oh, great. Now we have to wait until Mania when she goes against, you know, Becky or um Trish or uh Charlotte comes back. So I don't I don't know how we get there, but some of the call-ups I think are a good good move for that. Um you know, build up Raquel Rodriguez a little bit, you know, get her some shine. Um, do you do it with um, Zoe Stark? You know, her being uh, credible, you know, hell, do you do you make a call to uh, Tessa Blanchard and go, hey, you know, can you not be a jerk for a little while and take some sensitivity training and we bring you back as uh, the first woman that ever wore a woman, you know, a world title and, uh, you know, but. I think that's probably a bridge too far, but yeah. Yeah, I disagree. I, th- I think you have Rhea smash some people for a while. Oh, don't make it weird. But I think I think you have Rhea uh, just just have like a Natalia match and have it go two minutes and then have uh, whoever like bring her out. Like I don't want to say jobbers, but bring her out people to just decimate and build her up as this monster. And then you have, a well, I'd say a baby base because... She's technically a heel, but she gets a baby face reaction. Yeah, that's she's like the anti-hero. Like yeah, the so it's Stone really Cold weird. And, yeah. Um, but build a challenger for her now. If you want to do a heel, Ronda Rousey's right around the corner, or Shanna Baszler. Either Ooh, one that'd be would awesome. be a really good Shana challenge Baszler. and a good match for them. Yeah. If I remember correctly, 
Shayna and Rhea had a pretty decent match in NXT, if I remember correctly. Uh-huh. So that could be a, a way to go. Uh, Charlotte, I think, is going to SmackDown when she gets back. So that should probably be over there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so that's uh, that's off the books, I guess. So, so, but yeah. And then speaking of the Rhea, like I loved, which led to the Austin Creed match or the Xavier Woods match later. The I love the backstage. She's being interviewed and they're laughing and and Dom Dom will take you on tonight. But I love when uh Rhea walks up to Zao just goes and then walk, <laughs> walks away like yo I ain't messing with this hey not tonight I'm out and of then, here and uh, then Xavier Woods is like all right dum dum yeah it keeps calling him dum dum that was good stuff so I, I liked uh, the introduction to Zoe Stark I appreciated her on NXT the call ups so far have been have been very nice I I really expected like Braun Breaker to come in and just like wreck shop. But I see him on NXT still, so I don't know, you know, I thought he already closed that program with Carmelo, and now, you know, so we'll see what uh, what comes of that. The Have you been watching the, sort of the playback on Trish Stratus's promo? Yeah. So this is basically a regurgitation of a promo that she did, where she basically said, no one is going to take my spotlight. And I was just like, man, but I, I like the touch, I like... Re, you know, going back to history, I like reminding her, us my tools. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know what you're doing. Yes, you do <laughs> the uh, and then having Becky come back. I thought that was the crowd was really into it, and that that uh, yeah, and the the Xavier Woods match I thought was really good and really kept really kept the crowd involved. And Dom, man, this dude. Like, he's getting better. He's he's freaking he's really on the mic doing some some funny stuff. Um it's funny. I think he's improved more working with Rhea Ripley than he did with his dad, who's a legendary. But part of that could be just styles, right? Like he's not a luchador built style, so maybe he has a hard time doing the stuff his dad did. That's true. Yeah. Where, you know, like, doing Rhea Ripley, I mean, doing the moves Rhea Ripley's doing is probably <laughs> a lot easier for him. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the tweet? With uh, Dominic Mysterio, where he's, uh, I guess, on the back of her gear, it said Dom Dom or Dominic. I think it said Dom Dom on her on her uh, ass. So he tweeted out like, "Haha, my name's on her ass." And then, and then uh, Buddy Matthews responded like, "Your name might be there, but I get to touch it." Tee hee hee. <laughs> I was like, "That's an awesome tweet right there." There you go. He's like, "But That's I get to fact, touch it, Jack." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was on Twitter. I was like, that's a good interaction right there. That's, that's somebody that's who, who's like, you, you might have your name there, but yeah. That's yeah, like Tonka. when uh, uh, Dawkins, no, not Dawkins, um, Montez Ford uh, played a clip of Bianca Belair like running to the ring or something in some tight pants. And he goes, I get to lick on that all night long. And I was like, whoa, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. There's kids here. That's funny. What do you think about seeing Miz later on in the evening after his match? I don't like the Miz. I just, he's never really done anything for me. I think, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is about him. I guess maybe because I watched him on Real World <laughs> and he was such a jerk. Oh, yeah. But I just, um, I've never been a huge Miz fan. Uh, I think, I, I think the Shinsuke Nakamura match, yeah, that guy, Shinsuke Nakamura match will be decent. I mean, Miz can get in there. He's, he can put the work in, 
But anytime he's on the mic or anytime he's talking about anything, all he does is run through his Wikipedia page. I've done this, this, and this, and this, and this. I'm like, okay, so like, we know you've done all that. Grand champion. Yeah, 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 which is cool. I mean, it's a great achievement. But yeah, I mean, it was all right. It was good to see him back. Like he's got a point. Like if they'd have worked together, they could have won. But which one would have won? You know, I just um, so I think it'll be a nice little mini program with him and Shinsuke until I th- I think you're gonna get a proper program with Shinsuke and uh, and Rollins. Because I, and I think I called this a couple weeks ago, I think you're going to get a program between the New Day and Judgment Day. I think you're going to get Xavier Woods and Dom maybe a rematch because, oh, he held the tights and rolled them up. Maybe more interference. And then we're going to see the return of Big E hopefully soon. Knock on wood. I'd do that, but it would shake my camera. But, (laughs) you know, hopefully we'll see the, yeah, we'll see the return of Big E and Kofi. And they set up a pretty cool uh, trios match and then kind of. Whoever the New Day brings in is their female partner to deal with um, uh, mommy over there, but Rhea Ripley. What, so. if, what if they brought in Bianca Belair? She's on the other show. Damn. Good point. I mean, I would love it, and I'm not saying they won't, because I have a feeling within a month or two, they're going to be cross-brand transferring all this other stuff anyway, because they, they never stick to the draft, but if they are going to stick to it like they promised they're going to, then they won't. They wouldn't do that. It would. It wouldn't be her. Or make like an official um an official trade that involves you know uh cash consideration and uh you know a, uh the first pick of next year's draft or something like that so but they'd have to hold true to that so when the draft started it would have to be raw with the first pick via a trade from smackdown is drafting blah 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 but if you know if they're not going to stick to it then yeah you know, and i don't, don't think they would that's my problem is I think it would just be – I don't trust WWE to stick to that. Now, they surprised me, though, in, in the main event, Finn Balor and and uh, Seth Rollins, he gave them that powerbomb on Barry the Barricade and made a call out like, let me show you how, I, how it felt because that was the powerbomb that took him out of the universal title picture because he was getting that monster push. You know, he was the inaugural universal champion. So they make callbacks every once in a while, but it's like when it suits them. Or when and it, hell, that might not have been scripted. That could have just been Finn Balor legit going. Let me show you how this feels. Hey, let me let me. Here's a receipt, buddy. I've been looking forward to doing this. So, um, so great match. Kudos to uh, Seth Rollins heading to the finals to be crowned the inaugural World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, Friday night SmackDown will have their uh, six competitors. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting and, you know, something that really screams, uh, telling is that McIntyre is not in the, even though he was drafted, he's not in the tournament. So I was surprised to see Edge in it. So do you think they're setting up Edge Seth Rollins for the Saudi show? Uh, I mean, it, man, does that make the title credible? Sort of. Cause it's Edge more credible. Because it's Edge. More credible because it's Rollins, because Rollins has never lost to Roman. But yeah, I So yeah, I, be- I see either Lashley, AJ Styles, or Edge. Because I think any of the three of the well, AJ Styles because selfishly, I think that'd be a hell of a match. Um Lashley I see because he's been a champion so many times, like that would add some credibility to it. Uh however, he has lost to Austin Theory a few times, so maybe not. Uh, I think it's Edge. I think you run back Seth Rollins and Edge, and I mean WWE does this all the time. They run back feuds over and over again. But the Saudi uh, crowd loves their legends and their throwbacks. That's true. Yeah, 
So I think, you know, I think the Prince probably said, I want to see Edge wrestle. So it'll be Edge and Seth Rollins. That's what I think. Which again is surprising because I thought Edge was on his way out. Yeah, he's uh, he's got another year year or so of elite level wrestling. Did not think it was going to be on a WWE uh, ring, but yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I think the I'm looking forward to the entire card of Night of Champions. All of the championships are going to be defended. You've got are they? Um, is Roman going to defend? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they'll, they'll slap together a program in the next two weeks. I'm thinking, uh, Shinsuke will, uh, he's on raw try and man. <laughs> keep, uh, yeah. And if Lashley, they do maybe? that, then he's in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. That just says that he's not winning the tournament, but, um, hmm. yeah, I don't know who they slap. Like that was the issue when I, when they did the draft, like who, who, who's it going to be? Yeah. Who you do know? you, who do you set up for Roman? Yeah, I mean, I think Lashley would be spear versus spear. Um, you know, they love Roman. They love their, you know, sort of legend-ish superstars. Lashley's a big, you know, big hit over there. So, But do you push Lashley that quickly into that feud? Because I think Lashley's probably a long-term one. I just don't know that you push him in two weeks. I just, I, I just don't know who he's going to defend against. Maybe he does an open challenge and, you know, at Night of Champions and Goldberg comes out. I don't know. Oh, man. You know who knows? I'd be curious who who they got planned for that. Yeah, I, nobody's worthy of coming. You know, I don't have a an opponent, but I'm Sheamus. Maybe. Wow, you do Sheamus. I don't know. I guess we'll find out Friday night when we watch it, and maybe they'll drop some hints. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, you're not going to push the bloodline. You're not going to do Jimmy or Jay or Solo yet. No, not so yet. Not yet. Yeah, it's not going to be any of them. Yeah, it's WWE. They're gonna th- they're gonna roll somebody out there on Friday to interrupt or something and then they'll do back or out of champions with them. So I had another theory and I, I don't know how it would work, but I would love to see Brock show up on Friday and decimate one of the people in the tournament and then win the tournament and go against Seth. And then I'd love to see Brock win over Seth. Become your inaugural world champion. Now Cody not only has he gotten his ass kicked a couple times by Brock, well now Brock's got the title too. And it would be kind of a cool program to build to Cody winning the title. So he's gone through his hard times. He's gone through Brock. Maybe Brock beats him. Like, you, you know, Brock turns the Night of Champions thing into a title match. Brock ends up winning. Cody's out for a little bit, comes back at SummerSlam, wins at SummerSlam over Brock Lesnar, who took him out. I just, I think that'd be some cool storytelling. Don't think they'll do that, but it would be pretty cool. That would be, yeah, that would be a lot of fun because that gives instant credibility to, yeah, that would be, that'd be something. I'm looking at um, what the, like, suspected card is going to be. And, um, so Austin Theory against L.A. Knight. Yeah. I hope L.A. Knight wins. Oh, my God. That'd be awesome. Uh, Natty against Rhea. Eh. Bianca against a returning Charlotte. Mm, Probably not. Seth Rollins versus Sheamus for the heavyweight championship. Seth Rollins wins. Oh, really? They see Sheamus winning the tournament. And Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles. And, uh, um, well, that would work. Yeah. Cause AJ made a couple hints when he was on commentary about, uh, about Roman. So I could see that. I could see that. And that would give some credibility to the OC to, um, kind of elevate them with and you uh, set up the OC versus the bloodline for a while. Yep. Yeah, you got Matt, Matt Riddle against Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. Okay. Here they're prognosticating that the Usos are going to win the tag team championships back before. SmackDown or before Night of Champions, 
and uh, go against the street profits. Actually, here we go. Let me reread this. So it looks like they're prognosticating that the street profits will win the tag team championships. And uh, maybe that would that would make more sense because Imperium got their butts kicked by the street profits and then went toe to toe with the champions. So yeah, yeah, that could they could maybe use that as a way to spring into it. Cool. So how many beards do you yeah, give all man? Uh, I gave it three and a half. I uh, uh, the the crowd was into the promo. They stayed cool and then like died off. And I I was thinking through the WWE shows that I've gone to, and I was like, oh yeah, I was always having to look up at the screens to see what was going on. And you're thinking to yourself, I just dropped a hundred bucks to watch on a big screen like this. I don't know. I got nothing, but. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was a fun show. It um, I liked that we're getting that it wasn't a one and done with Brock, kind of like what you said. When has it ever been a one and done? And uh, I'm super interested in how the hard times are going to continue for Cody. Is Cody coming out the victor at uh, Night of Champions? And if he does, is this a different looking Cody? And does that then make him ready? to go on to be a champion. So we'll see, man. Super, uh, super excited to see what happens. But all in all, a great weekend of wrestling. Friday was a great show. Uh, Saturday was a fantastic uh, pay-per-view. And Monday was was really strong. And like every Monday now, I compare, unfortunately, to the Monday after WrestleMania. <laughs> and uh, that really lowers That's the, the new bar. bar. But yeah. But I think uh, it was a fun show. Kudos to uh, to to the boys and girls in the back. And uh, yeah, man, hell yeah, we've got a hell of a show coming up tonight too. Wednesday night, uh, Dynamite's going to be. Whew, I'm looking forward to this one tonight. But this is not an AEW review, so you'll have to tune in later. So for those of us, uh, for those the one person who clicked on our view. He did try uh, to do this live uh, on YouTube, our first live stream on YouTube outside of the Fantasy Core uh, Fantasy Sports Corporation that we did on Saturdays. Uh, we're testing it out. I think maybe we'll start doing our review shows live here on YouTube. We'll work on getting it a little better, but obviously we'll release it in podcast too, so you guys will still get it wherever you get podcasts from. Make sure to check us out. No Shave Man Cave on Apple Podcasts, Amazon. Google Podcasts, Audible.com, Podbean, Spotify, Our Heart Radio. You know the drill. Wherever you listen to these beautiful sounding voices, check us out. Make sure you subscribe. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Just hit the button. It'll download. If you don't like us, unsubscribe later. Maybe you didn't like this one. Well, you don't like the next one. But please give us a subscribe. And uh, make sure you follow us on our social media. At No Shave Man Cave for Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Rumble and all the standard uh, places you can get in touch with us. Uh, our Gmail is noshavemancave at gmail.com. Drop us an email. We check it daily. We will be happy to interact with our fans. Um, love the Twitter comments. Please keep them coming, especially when we start doing these live shows. We'd love to start people, see people interacting with us on this and, uh, you know, start maybe giving out some, some prizes or something when we see some uh, interaction on the, on the, the chat as we get, as we get better at this and can uh, start doing these live streams a little better. But uh, this will also go out on podcast tomorrow morning, so you won't you won't get it live, but you'll get it a day delayed. And uh, it's time for me to make that hot tag to bump my tag team feed, partner. Bump and feed, yes, sir. 
Hey, thank you all for uh, for all the love. Nearly 30,000 downloads, almost 800 followers on Twitter. We started with one, and now here we are. Super humble. Thank you so much to our brothers and sisters in arms. Thank you so much for your service. Some gave all, and all gave some. So until next time, my friends, my fam, everybody out there, stay safe. Look out for yourselves. Look out for each other. And I'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Men Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Men Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the No Shave Men Cave. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.